Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Uh, over the next four weeks, uh, we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture uh, in Psalms 37. We're not going to go through all of Psalms 37, but we're going to go through a few verses, four verses. And so each, um, each week, we're going to be looking one verse in Psalms 37. In some ways, I guess these last three months, we're going to do... You're going to kind of go with me on the journey I've went through over the last three months. And, uh, and this passage of Scripture really unpackages some of those things that have been in my heart or what God has been teaching me in a period of, of stepping away from the normality of, of life as it was before but has now returned to. So as we look at Psalm 37, we're going to look at verses 3 to 7. So verses 3 to 7 of Psalm 37 It says this, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways, your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. He will make your righteousness, uh, your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. Uh, when they carry out their wicked schemes. In this first week, uh, we're actually, we're not going to do it in the order that we see it in this passage, but we're going to look first at verse 7. And, and this passage says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Uh, when life is really busy and life is demanding and lots going on and there's all sorts of things around you, uh, to be still is actually a challenge. I don't know if you've ever had that in your life, uh, where you've had to just slow down and had to just stop. Actually, it can be a unique challenge. I, I, I personally discovered that. Um, I'm a person who's quite driven and quite um, a go-getter in my normal life. And so, although we still have things going on with our business, uh, th- there was a challenge for me to kind of just pull back and, uh, and to be still. And so, the very first part of this this passage, it says, be still, be still. I, I don't know, uh, how many of you ever worked with children before? Those words, to be still, to just stop, just listen. Uh, we do an after-school club, and for uh, the last season I was helping with that, and these little guys, they sit down, and for one minute, as you're trying to teach the story, or tell the the, the lesson of, uh, you know, they're still. And then you see them starting to move and fidget and, and get distracted and look and start talking to their friend and then start moving and get up and start going around. And it's like just to be still and to just to listen is something that's a challenge for little guys, isn't it? Especially the younger they are, the more, I mean, they got a 30-second attention span and then they're off to something else. But you know what? As adults, as mature believers, do you know we can have the same problem when it comes to our relationship with God, to be still. It says, be still before the Lord. You see, I think even in our walk with God, when we come into His presence, we do all the talking, we do the worshiping, we do, you know, we're, we're there, we're moving, we're fidgeting, we're, we're in His presence, but we're not stopping. Be still before the Lord. Can we do that? You see, there's something, there's a, there's a challenge that comes for us to, to, to quiet ourselves in His presence, to just be 
in his presence. Be still. It's interesting that passage isn't saying, don't, it's not about intercession. It's not about worship. It's not about bringing the needs of your life. It's just about being quiet, being still, quieting ourselves before him. It's stillness. And I, I, I've discovered that stillness requires a few things of us. It, it almost requires a focus to be still. Same as little guys. I, I, I mean, one of the games we play with kids, you know, sleeping lions. Have, have you played that game where they just have to be still, right? They just have to kind of play dead. And, and you try to get them to move by yelling and, ah, you know, uh, that, that's the whole idea of the game. And so they work so hard at being still in that moment because they, you know, if, they're move, if they move, they're out. Uh, so it's a challenge and it takes focus to be still. And there's three things, I think, in being still that I've learned in my own life that it requires. And one is the silencing of thoughts. You see, you can be still in the sense of not moving, but your, thought can, your mind can be worrying away, can't it? You know, your prayer time is say, okay, God, I, you're praying and then you stop. Okay, I'm just going to be still before God and think, oh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Oh, uh, oh wait, I've got to make sure I get the car booked in for the MOT. Oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I gotta... and, and our mind is still worrying away, even though we might be in a quiet environment. We might have nothing around us. We might be physically still. Physical stillness does not mean being still. Correct? And so part of our challenge and there's something we can invite the Holy Spirit in, is saying, Lord, help me just to quiet my thoughts before you. If there's a to-do list that starts coming up, I, I've often got something I can make a note of that, because sometimes I thought will come, I need to do that. So instead of that still being a kind of a, a ping-pong thought around your head, okay, make a note of that, but then you can move on into that place of, okay, God, I just need to quiet my heart in this moment. I just need to come to that place. Holy Spirit, help me just to find that place of being still. I think for many of us, again, the busier our lives are, the harder it is to be still in our thought process. But it's difficult to be still before the Lord if our thought, is, if our thought processes are overwhelming in those moments. And we need God's help because, look, be still. In this moment of stillness, there's something to be discovered. I think the other thing is, is to remove the distractions around us. Again, I think technology is a, is a blessing and a hindrance when it comes to being still because our phones are there, our, our emails, our text messages, our Facebook notifications, all those things keep coming there. And God said, look, I just want to be with you. And the distractions are there. I don't know if you've ever been uh, with a meal with someone and they have their phone going and they decide to start replying to text messages when you're, you're with them. Have you ever been on the kind of a, those occasions and how annoying that can be when someone is distracted by their phone or distracted by something else going on? You're with them, but you're not with them because they're clearly distracted by something else. And so they can be still in front of you, but they're not with you. And I think, again, our relationship with God, when we say, God said, look, be still before me, it's having to disconnect from the world that would want to intrude upon our lives, especially upon our time with the Lord. We need to remove the distractions. Only we can do that. God can't take your phone away from you. You are the only one that can do that. The last thing is, I think, is stopping activities. There's a moment we all need to take time where we just stop the activities. And we, we set aside time. I don't think you can be still before the Lord while you're driving on the motorway. I don't know if you've tried that. You can certainly communicate to God, but being still before God is a little bit different because you're focused upon the road, hopefully. 
you're focused upon what's going on around you. But stillness requires us. If we're going to be still before the Lord, we've got to remove or we've got to stop the activity so we can get to that place where we can be with Him. And so it's, it's being still, as I said before, it's not praying, it's not necessarily worshiping, it's just being still before the Lord. And in that place, it's, we're, we're saying, Lord, here I am, I'm all yours. Just being in the presence of God. God is wanting to meet with us. And, and as we quiet ourselves before the Lord, the next part impacts us also. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Now, I like this one. Uh, because one thing we can have is expectations of God. If I'm going to still myself before God, He better do something pretty important. Quieted my thoughts, turned off my phone. All right, God, here I am. Boom. Waiting. Okay, God. Have you had those moments? I had those moments these last three months. Where, okay, I've got three months for this divine revelation, God. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? And I got myself almost agitated because, God, you're not, you're, there's no, nothing big going on here. Nothing out of the ordinary. I'm not caught up into the third heaven yet. What's going on, God? I'm, I'm here. I'm just here waiting, waiting impatiently for you. You see, I've learned... And not just this moment, the last three months. I've learned over the last years of my life that God is seldom in a hurry. He's seldom in a panic to get something across to me. He's seldom. He said, look, you be still. Stop before me. Just be patient. Now wait for me. Just wait. Wait patiently for me. Wait for what I'm about to do. Wait for how I'm going to communicate. Wait for the miracle I'm going to bring into your life. Wait for what I'm going to, what I'm going to deposit into your heart. Just wait, but you've got to wait patiently. You've got to just be in that place of saying, okay, God, your will, your way. I'm just here. I'm just here. Take your time. One of the discovered, things I discovered about myself uh, is that I get impatient in traffic. And I know a lot of you are such patient people when you get in traffic. Uh, I, I know looking at you, I'm sure when you get into slow-moving traffic, you just love it uh, because it's just more time to just spend with Jesus, right? Um, but when we were on our travels, I, I found myself in moments like driving through Dorset. I mean, Dorset's a beautiful place, but what's going on with the roads? So slow, so slow. And uh, I found myself getting impatient, frustrated even, not enjoying the journey. And then I think Donna or the Holy Spirit, often they're closely connected, <laughs> communicated to me, we're not in a hurry. We don't, we're on a holiday. We're not trying to get anywhere. So, like, just take a chill pill. And I think that's the thing about our walk with God, is that we have an expectation of what God should be doing and when He should be doing it, but all the while, He's wanting to refine us and He's wanting us to just trust in Him and, 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 and lay the agenda to one side and say, okay, God, Your will, Your way, Your timing, I'm just here in Your presence. I've, I've laid my cares before You. I've put it all on the line, but now I'm just waiting here for You. And I'm okay with that. You see, it, it's, 
is us coming to a place where we're okay with God not speaking in those moments. God not necessarily answering whatever our prayers are in that moment. It isn't saying that God won't speak or that God won't answer the prayer. God isn't doing a miracle. But sometimes there's a lesson to be learned in just being still. We're called to be with Him in a relationship. And that's something I, uh, being married, you know, I've, I've discovered that the beauty of a relationship is when we can just be together and we don't always have to be talking. A close friend even, that can be the experience even, where you can just be together and it's okay to not always have to be talking. You don't always have to fill the space with something. You can just be there. I remember my dad, uh, he had an, a good old friend and I remember going to their house to visit and the two of them would be talking and then they would, there'd be no talking and then there'd be snoring. And I, you know, you look into the, the, the living room and like they're both you know, snoring. And then they would wake up, probably waking each other up because of the, the volume. And then they carry on with the conversation and then they kind of, and I think that's a true friend, right, where you can just be. It's not about an agenda. It's not trying to get something out of the other person on a timeline. And again, it's coming to God saying, look, I'm not on a I'm not, with a, I'm not coming to you with an agenda and a timeline and an expectation. I'm here. I'm quieting myself because you need to speak right now in the next hot 10 minutes. Otherwise, you're missing the opportunity. But we're quieting ourselves and we're living in that state where we're waiting patiently for him. Now, the last part of this passage, this verse, says, Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Now, I, I think... Obviously, David wrote this passage of Scripture, and he was in a different, he was in a context where there were, he was king, and there was things going on around him. But I think we could take the same lines, and I don't think we're pulling it out of context, to say, do not fret when, and then fill in the blanks. We're waiting patiently for the Lord, we're being still before the Lord, and we're not fretting when this happens. In essence, that's what Paul, or sorry, what David is saying, is look, I, I'm being still before the Lord, I'm waiting for him, and I'm, not, I'm choosing not to fret. And in his context, it was what other people were doing. But you know, all of us have situations that are outside of our control. For David, it was what wicked, wicked people were doing, their schemes, their plans. It was outside of what he could control. The same thing for us. There's many things going on in our lives where we cannot control it. And so what, what happens is the things that we can't control, we tend to worry about. Correct? We, fretting is another word for worrying. Or, or, or being uh, concerned in such a way that it's starting to cause an agitation inside of us. God says, look, wait for me, but don't fret. Don't fret. In this moment of time, there's all sorts of things that we can fret about. We can be fretting about our provision. We can be fretting about a, a lack of an answer to prayer, about healing, about direction, about family issues. Even for me, in that, these last three months, I found myself fretting that I wasn't getting something from God in some way that I was expecting. God said, look, just stop, Tyler. It's okay. Just enjoy some rest. Right? Sometimes we, we, we miss the plot with our walk with God. Don't fret. Don't worry. Because I'm in control. I'm in control. Our space, our place to be is to be still. Wait patiently. That's the command for us. Be still, wait patiently. See what God will do. Be okay to have the answers happen 
when God wants them to happen. For many of us, the, the month of, of August, you know, there can be a quieting of our schedules for some. I realize not for everyone, but for some. And I, I think it is an opportunity for us to come back to that place of, of allowing God to be God in areas of our lives that maybe we've just got ourselves on a treadmill of life and, you know, just busyness. And this gives us an opportunity to just step away a little bit and be still again and, and recalibrate our hearts before God. I've discovered that life goes on so fast, doesn't it? Even the last three months have gone very quickly. Life moves on so quickly. And I think if we're not careful, if we're not still, and if we're not quiet, what happens? We miss the important things. We're distracted by the things that don't matter. Again, it's like a little child in class, and a teacher's trying to teach them something quite important, but because they're distracted by their, their rubber, or they're distracted by their shoelace, they're distracted by the fly on the window, they're missing the important things by the trivial. And life is filled with that. We can be missing what God is doing in our lives or what He's wanting to communicate or what He's wanting to impart to us because we're distracted by the things that's keeping our minds busy, that's keeping our lives busy, and we're missing what He's wanting to do. And so this is a moment of time as we head into a summer season of thinking, God, I, I'm going to choose to get moments in my day to just be still. I think it's important that we communicate our, our, our concerns, our prayers, our you know, we're told to petition uh, our, our requests before the Lord, but then there's a point when all of that's done where we do need to then stop and just listen and be in that space where God can communicate His heart without necessarily having a timeline on what that looks like and how that needs to happen. See what God will do if you give Him some spare space in your life. What will he do? I think what's, what's very profound as we look at the, the Gospels is that Jesus spent time with his disciples. Spent time with them. I think there were lots of walks along the road. Maybe no one said anything, but they were just with Jesus. They were in his presence. He just spent time with them. There was ministry. There were things that were important, but then he would take them away to quiet places, just to be renewed, just to be strengthened, and he would just spend time. The Bible says he spent time with his disciples. He, 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 he just was with them. I think when we're with someone, it changes us. Thank you for watching this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at or check out our website at www.centre-church.uk.